Hello and welcome to My Father Before Me, the podcast where a Gen X dad forces his teenage son to watch the movies I grew up with. I am Brian Perillo. I'm Connor Perillo. And Happy New Year to everyone. 2024 Con is upon us. Yeah, it's pretty crazy. 2024, right? Yeah, it's, uh, you know, I, growing up in the 80s, like the year 2000 seemed like so far away. Nah, it, it's crazy to think 2014 was like 10 years ago. Why 2014? Because it's 2024. It's oh, just 10, 10 years? years. Yeah. I didn't know if like it was a special year for you or something. No, it's like a decade ago. Yeah. <laughs> that is true. 2014 was a decade ago. That's why Connor's in all AP classes, folks. Oh, my God. <laughs> I hate those classes. <laughs> uh, well, really excited to be back with you. Um, got, a, a, uh, I think, a really exciting movie to talk about tonight. Um, we've actually been to the movies, seen a couple things over the holiday break, so we can talk about that. Um, and, uh, let's just start con by looking at some of the feedback from our last episode Highlander. Let's do it. Yeah. Uh, so, you know, uh, how do you feel real quick? A month gone from watching Highlander, any different feelings? Yeah. I'm pretty much the same on it. No different feelings to be honest for me. Like the story didn't like the execution. Yeah. Yeah. So do you remember that you said in the episode that you would like this movie if maybe it was done today? I do remember that. Yeah. So we got an email from your buddy Brett Scott. Brett. Um, yep. Yeah. Uh, host of the Marvel Plus podcast, who has had Connor on as a guest a couple times, mm-hmm. um, and he linked to an article that there is a Highlander reboot in in the works. I know. I'm excited. It's Henry Cavill too. Right? You saw that? Yeah. 2026 yeah. release Highlander reboot with Henry Cavill. Um, Henry Cavill's interesting, huh? He does a little bit. Of, he does Superman. He does that Game of Thrones ripoff that's not any good on Netflix. <laughs> the Witcher. Like, yeah, yeah, I I no I I I like him I I well obviously he's not Superman anymore but he's he's got a pretty good range to be honest. Yeah, he's uh, your mom loves him. He's a good looking actor, that's for sure. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I uh, I was kind of excited to see that. Um. So thanks for sending that in, Brett. Um, the other uh, I thought uh, was interesting. We got um a note from uh Rob, who wrote um on our Facebook page. Basically, he says that he likes the the charm of our show is the relationship between you and I, and it reminds him about the relationship with his his most important relationships with his kids. Uh, he says his oldest son and, and he has been they've been watching a few movies too, though he's not a cinephile like Connor. Uh, <laughs> and he said they gave Survivor a shot the other week, and the kids are all in on that. So he wants to know um, how we feel about Survivor, which we'll talk about later in the episode. Okay. Uh, and then uh, he suggests a few 80s movies. Uh, the Pirate Movie, which he admits is awful. I watched, by the way, Rob, The Pirate Movie all the time myself. What's The as Pirate As a kid movie? growing up. Um, uh, uh, we can, it's fun, a fun, <laughs> bad movie. All right. Um, Top Secret, which he says is awesome. I don't know that I'd agree with that, but I also watched that one quite a bit. And Three O'Clock High, which he says is way too underseen. I've heard Three O'Clock High. I don't know that I've actually even seen that one. So I've cu- never heard of any of those. Yeah, a couple movies for us to add to the list. Oh, yeah. um, but uh, thanks for writing, Robin. Glad that, that you're enjoying the podcast. Um, uh, and then we got another email, Con, that I thought was interesting from Kurt, who sent us basically the link that Oxford uh, named their word of the year for 2023. Oh, Riz? Riz, yeah. word of the year. I know, yeah, it's so funny. <laughs> Which I learned about on this podcast. 
Hey, the more things you know. You I learn know. something new every day. Yeah, so there you go. Word of the year is yeah. Riz. Yeah, kind of interesting. Congrats to Riz. Yeah. <laughs> All right, so um, uh, I think we can jump into today's movie, uh, which is an interesting uh, pick, I think. This is... It's actually not a movie I have super warm memories of. Maybe the first that that we've picked for the show. But um, I think a lot of 80s um, themes, let's say, that that would not be in movies today. And, um, uh, you know, something that that, uh, I wanted to get your take on because I think it's so different and out there and and such a product of the time. Although – They've done a remake of it, uh, and uh, several remakes. We can talk about that, too. Right, uh, yeah. Okay. Uh, so, yeah. So, without further ado, uh, tonight's movie is the uh, Christian Slater, Winona Ryder classic. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Whatever will be, will be The future's not ours to see Que sera, sera Heathers Woo! (laughs) So, um, yeah, I like this one for the show, Con, for a few reasons One is it's, it, it, it came out in the late 80s and it was it was even designed, I think, as an anti-John Hughes film, as sort of like the opposite of the John Hughes 80s teen movies, right? The Breakfast Clubs and the, the movies, the, the, the 16 Candles and such. Gotcha. Uh, movies yeah. we've seen a lot of. Uh, certainly a different feel to Heather's. Oh, yeah. No, this one was definitely really weird. Like, I didn't know what it was at all, and I was shocked. <laughs> right. So, I, you know, I was there was a, a remake of a show. They did a series that, I guess... Did not do well because it was canceled. I think one at once a season in, and then there's a musical, Broadway musical, right? There isn't Broadway musical. Yeah, yet. that's so interesting. I'd love to see sort of how they do this because what I found interesting about Heather's is, um, I mean, you've got this sort of, you've got teen suicide, you've got gun violence, you've <laughs> the bomb. <laughs> yeah, I mean, you've got, um, you've got homophobia, right? You've got all these things in this movie that I don't think would ever be put into a script today. Um, and, and so suicide, I yeah, mean... You can't make this movie today. Right, I mean, you can't, you, you can't. And so I, that's what I wanted to really get your take. So when you sat down, give us your initial reaction when you sat down and watched uh, Heathers. You, you knew nothing about it. Like like the whole movie as a whole? Yeah, generally speaking. First of all, like what did, had you heard of this movie? What was your take going in? Yeah, no, I, I heard about it, but like like... Like you would say Heather's, I'd be like, oh yeah, I knew, I knew that was an age. Did movie. I say he- like I don't feel like I talked about Heather's laws. Like it's not again, not a movie I remember. No, but like I'm saying, like if someone were to come up to me and be like, have you seen Heather's? I'd be like, no, but I know it's an eighties movie. Right. Like, okay. I so knew, we talked about it. Yeah, but I had no idea what the story was, and I had no idea that it was this crazy. Okay, so what did you think uh, 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 upon watching it? Well, it's definitely a unique movie. Like. I, I, to be honest, I like enjoyed it because of how surprised I was. Like I didn't expect any of this to happen. Like I, I, like when it introduced all these different characters named Heather, I had no idea it was gonna be about, like JD like killing Heather. Like it, it was so weird. Yeah. Um. It, or, or you know so much about that. So let's start with that part, right? The first part of Heather's, I think, that you get right away with these three Heathers that run the school. And a visually really interesting movie. Each one dresses in their own color. color. Right. right. The Heather yeah. in charge 
uh, Heather Chandler wears yeah. red, right? Um, and you sort of get this very. It actually reminded me the uh, the most of uh, which you can tell is really influenced. It was Mean Girls, yes. right? I, I think the you could tell Mean Girls was really influenced by this. Uh, and I've seen that movie a bunch of times uh, since I've seen Heather's, which was probably the last time in the early nineties. Um, so you've got these three Heathers and, and one Veronica who mm-hmm. are sort of the popular girls in the school and right. they run the whole school. And they, when I say they run the whole school, they really play up this click of, uh, kids and, and, and you could tell like no one even really likes them, right? Yeah, like no. they're not, they're not like, they're not very, but, but they're so popular. Everybody sort of, you know, um, defers to them and, and allows them to do whatever they want. So t- let's just talk about that part first and, you know, we talked a little bit about high school friendships. You call friend groups. No one uses the word cliques anymore, right? No, I have no idea what a clique is. You don't even know what a clique is. That was what we called, you know, uh, exclusive friend groups in, in high school okay. in the 80s. Like if you had a group and, and you know, that was your clique. And, but the word clique sort of insinuates that nobody else was not really allowed to hang out with you. Right? Uh-huh. A clique is very exclusive. So they have this clique of these, you know, these four girls. Um you know, and it's really taken to the extreme. So tell me what you think about that and how that maybe compares to your modern day high school. Is is there anything like this? Well, listen, I'm, no, there's nothing like three girls running the school anymore. Like, sorry, that's not accurate. But I mean, uh, it, yeah, it was definitely, it was, I guess it was kind of funny just to see how much they run the school, but it does not apply at all to like modern society what about the part i there's a line in this and actually my favorite part of the movie heathers is some of the dialogue which i think there's some really sort of funny lines and the way the girls talk is a little off the wall yeah but one of the things that she says that i i noticed and i remembered is um she says it's like it's our job to be popular yeah right Right? it's like it's our job and you and for veronica at least it's a job Right, she doesn't even really. She doesn't even like the girls, right? Mm-hmm. She, she she's always reminiscing about Betty Finn, her like her old friend from when they were little kids, who's not cool anymore, and she misses Betty Finn. Right, right. So like, she doesn't even like these girls, but it's her job to be popular. Do you feel like there are kids in your school who act a certain way because they want to be popular, or they feel like you know it's just their job to be popular? Like they may not even be like that. They may not even enjoy acting like that, but they act this way because they think they should to be popular. Do you think that exists? I'm, yeah, I'm I'm absolutely sure that exists. Kids, I mean, it's just a known fact. Everybody wants to be known slash popular in high school. So I'm sh- I'm sure there's kids out there who just act the way they act just to seem cool. Right. And what, what like how would that be? What kind of like how would what would someone do to seem just, cool? Just go with the flow of how other people, how the cool kids are talking and stuff. But like I say this, and I'm like, like because I don't know. If I have a bias or anything, because I'm in high school, so it's like, like I don't know if my like friends are cool or anything. Like I don't know. Well, I think everyone wants to fit in. That part's true, but I think right. this movie goes beyond just fitting in, right? And it goes yeah. on to be to do things that they, you know, maybe know aren't even right because they they know it's going to make them popular. Yeah, I don't know. It's def it, it's it's an interesting topic, but there's definitely kids out there who just try to fit in just to fit in but i mean i mean i would not suggest doing that like i always like being yourself and i do the stuff that makes me happy and i don't care if it if it deems me as not cool i just do what i like yeah but you do stuff with your friends just to you know you want to fit in too i think everyone in high school no matter whether it was 50 years ago or today everybody wants to fit in in high school yeah but i always like 
I don't. I keep it real with my friends. I'm always myself. I'm right. not. I'm not a different person. You know. Yeah. Yeah. I think that's true. Um. But so that's the first thing that. And and I think about a movie like Can't Buy Me Love, which I know is an '80s movie you've seen, where the same thing, where like, you know, th- they do that dance, and then everyone does the dance because they think it's cool. Like there, yeah. th- there's a lot of this in the '80s of this culture of sort of following to fit in and be cool. And I think Heather's really, of course, takes it to the to the extreme. Um. Why don't we go through it? I want to talk to you some more about some of the other pieces, the gun violence, the homophobia, the suicides, yeah, let's all go that. Through. But let's go through it a bit. So um, movie opens. Um, you've got that kind of uh, – you got the K Sarah Sarah song, a little kind of childish lyrical song yeah. that opens it up. We see the three Heathers in red, green, and yellow playing croquet. I've never in my entire life played croquet. Have you ever played croquet? Never. No. Only I, I only have seen croquet in this movie. <laughs> <laughs> um, anyway, there are all, all three of these girls are named Heather. And then of course we have Winona Ryder who's Veronica. Uh, and it sort of intersperses her writing in her diary with, and that's what really sets the scene for the whole movie, right? She, she says that real life sucks losers dry. Um, and she, she's talking about, you know, this whole thing about Heather and being popular and all of that. Um, in the cafeteria, uh, they want her to forge a letter from a jock to a uh, 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 overweight girl they call Martha Dump Truck. Yes, Martha Dump Truck. You like that part? I don't know. Did, would that be? Did, does that happen in high schools today, where people come up with like not so nice nicknames for people based on things like that, or is it is a much more sensitive environment now? I mean, I can't think of one nickname we made up. Really, I've made up for anyone. I mean, I. I your friends don't have a nickname for somebody that uh, I'm not gonna ask you what it is. I won't sell you out, but like this, you know, some of that's gotta still exist. I mean, I'm sure we have some. I'm just can't really think about right now. Yeah. Yeah. So anyway, they uh, I I think in, and then they do a good job of showing you even the dynamic of who's in charge because Heather tells the other Heather to bend over and let Veronica write letters. So like one Heather's calling the shots and the others are sort of doing what she says. Uh, so they deliver the note. They do a lunchtime poll. Right in right. in this and the lunchtime poll, they go around and I guess it's for the newspaper, school newspaper, um, and uh, uh, while she's doing the lunchtime poll, we see her her old friend, um, I think it's Betty, right? Who she's like, oh, I missed you at my birthday party, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and then when Heather comes over, she sort of runs away. Um, so the lunchtime poll is you win five million dollars the same time you find out that aliens are gonna blow up the world in two days. What do you do? Yeah, I mean that's a it's a. It's, <laughs> How would you answer the lunchtime poll in Heather's? It's definitely, I mean, it's a question that will make you think. I mean, spend as much time with family and friends as possible, I guess. But I mean, I I'm doing that every day, so it's like I don't know. That's a very mature answer, Con. Well, what what would you do? Uh, I mean, it's actually really not a fair question, right? Because if the world's ending in two days and everybody knows and your money's probably not worth much right you're not you can't I, exactly. normally i would That's say if the world's gonna end i jet off to some you know island and just you know enjoy it with my family like you said and friends but you know how many pilots are going to be flying planes if the world's ending in two days right that's yeah that's why i said just spend the time with family and friends you yeah. know Anyway, so um, the, Veronica does convince Heather to go ask all different kinds of kids, not just the jocks, the football mm-hmm. players. Notice the football players also in this are played completely as idiots. Yeah. Right? Like the football player jocks are just like as dumb as they come in this movie. <laughs> right? <laughs> I mean, yeah. It's, 
I it's that's not accurate anymore. There's a bunch of football kids who are pretty smart, actually. Yeah, I think that's true. I think the sports and the academics have mixed a little bit more than yeah. maybe maybe were in the eighties. Um, uh, there's the you know uh, I mean there's so many funny lines. Grow up, Heather. Bulimia is so eighty seven when she's throwing up in the in the bathroom. God, Veronica drool much when she sees Christian Slater. It's a bunch of funny. Yeah, there's just some really funny lines that that you know, are the memorable pieces to me. So Veronica meets, um, Christian Slater's character, um, Jason Dean, I think is his name, right? Which is obviously, yeah, JD, right? Yeah. Obviously, uh, you know, uh, taken from James Dean. He's the sort of, you know, leather jacket wearing outsider. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, and again, they sort of go after, um, the jocks want to kick his ass when they go and talk and they, they kind of go after each other with some homophobic insults. He pulls a gun on them. And then next scene you cut, to the girls playing croquet. Yeah, definitely a weird transition. I was like, I remember I was like, what the heck? Like, I was like, I didn't say heck. <laughs> I, I was just really confused. Because right. I, didn't, I didn't know that's what this movie was yet. <laughs> yeah, and then through the dialogue, you find out that um, he shot blanks at them and scared them. I think they wet their pants. And, you know. A blank's just like, it, it, he like shoots it in and it makes a sound, right? Yeah, a blank yeah, just yeah. makes a sound. That's exactly right. So uh, this is so interesting because of, um, you know, the guns in the school, which would be a complete taboo right now. Oh, my and, God, that would be a disaster. Yeah, do they, do they talk about that in school with you a lot, about gun violence or weapons? What, what would, no, we don't, we don't ever talk about gun violence. They don't do drills or anything. I, I know they do active shooter drills. We do the fire young... drills. That's it. Oh, interesting. I know at the younger schools they do this. You know, I, it's yeah, really... I remember doing them at the younger schools. Yeah. I yeah. mean, it's just so interesting watching this because in the eighties you didn't think twice about this, but then you had Columbine and Newtown and, and you know what those are or do you not know what those are? What, just like school shooting? Yeah, I mean, Columbine was just a huge school shooting where two outcast kids, you know, decided yeah. they were going to get revenge on the people that didn't treat them well and went out and shot and yeah, killed a bunch sad, of kids. Yeah. And then, and Newtown was really the war. You were, actually, I think you were the same age, if I remember right. One of one of you boys was the exact same age, and I think it was you as the Newtown kids when a, a, a shooter went into a, you know, an elementary school and killed a bunch of young, young kids. It was just terrible. Yeah. And, but like in the world definitely changed when those happened, mm-hmm. you know, you, you just would have never thought it. It's just interesting kind of in my lifetime. And maybe it's just, again, I only have my experience to go back on. So maybe earlier generations might say the same thing, but the way I've seen the world change in my lifetime were things that you would never thought that anybody would go to those lengths and then it happens. Yeah. I mean, even 9-11, right? It was like, well, nobody would ever, you know, crash themselves into a building, right? right. And then, you know, so things like that. And so, uh, and the world changes when something like that, that happens because then they, they do all these things to try and guard against it. But so, um, the, the putting guns, you know, the, the way, JD's just shooting everyone in this movie, right? <laughs> I mean, he's just, you know, carrying a gun in school, Right, I mean, you know, I don't know. Like, did he actually think he was gonna get away with all this stuff, or you think he was just like didn't care? Well, what do you think? I think they, I think they give you some clues to that in the in the movie. What do you think? I I don't think he cared, to be honest. Yeah, I don't think he, he yeah. thought he was getting away with it. I think he had his own mm-hmm. family issues. Yeah, and I, the other big part of this was so so anyway, they um, they, they, let's move through, and then we're gonna talk about. I do want to talk about the um the the suicide piece, and then what how uh, they made a comment on popularity really through the suicide piece. Cause remember when the people, when the kids died, 
they became even more popular. And I think right. that was really interesting. Yeah. So uh, they go to a college party. Veronica gets invited to this college party with Heather. But basically, they just go to um, hook up with these two college guys. Like mm-hmm. the, you know, the guys are really just using them. Um, and Veronica fights back, right? She's not going to, she doesn't want to do that. Um, yeah. And uh, it's after that night, because Heather gets mad at Veronica for kind of ruining it. And it's after that night that. Uh, Veronica really ha- hates Heather, and she's yeah. she's connected with this kid JD, and she's like, you know what, I got to do something about this. Um, you know, she says Betty Finn was a true friend, and and she sold her out for for Heather. And now she says that uh, while tomorrow she'll be kissing her aerobicized ass, she <laughs> knows she must stop Heather. Um, and so she and JD are chatting, and there's this. It's a weird scene because they talk about how Heather deserves to die and all that, and then they go to the house. And JD like mixes up this poison thing, and the whole scene you're like, you're like, like Veronica's like, kind of against it, but not really, right, and yeah. you're kind of like, like what's going on here? It was definitely, definitely a weird scene. I mean, because you didn't understand like if like JD actually was like just crazy or just like <laughs> we're just making this potion for like, like. To actually do it, you know right. what I'm saying? To be funny, kind of, right. And, yeah. And, and Veronica, and the same thing with Veronica, you're like, she kind of doesn't, she, she certainly doesn't want to cross that line, but she's not like, are you crazy? Put that thing away, right? Yeah, she's, I don't know why she's like that. I think she just has that hatred for her that she's like, oh yeah, we, we'll make the poison, but we'll, we just won't give it to her. Yeah, you know? which was a little weird, but, um, so they wake her up, they give her the drink, and uh, of course, she downs it. She says corn nuts and and dies and, and dies. falls into the into the glass table. And then one of the other that's when I was like, "What the heck?" Like that's the turning point for this movie for me. I was like, "What?" You're like, "Where are we going with yeah. this?" Yeah. Um, and one of the, my favorite lines there is Veronica goes, I, "I oh my god, I just killed my best friend." Uh, and JD says, "And your worst enemy," and she goes, "Same difference." <laughs> <laughs> Right, yeah. is your best friend? You mean your worst enemy? Same the, difference. The writing right? like, is definitely clever. Yeah, I mean it's that's really like good. Heather was both her best friend and her worst enemy. Yeah, and so then, as you say, um, there's a there, there's a uh, you know they play it for comedy now. Right, Heather's dead, but the the the, the administrators are like, do we have a half day for this? Like, what do we do? Right, <laughs> it's so it's it's so messed up, but I feel like it actually like that's reality. You know, I feel like that's sadly how it might be. So. Yeah, almost, almost you're right, because so they forged this suicide note that basically makes Heather seem much um, more real than she really was, or less sort of vapid, right? She, they write this, I, you know, I just can't deal with the loneliness of my yeah. life. And so people react, and now all of a sudden, everybody in the school is like, oh, Heather was this great person, everything. And, you know, Veronica can't believe that now Heather's more popular after she's, after she's gone. Which is kind of weird because I feel like that's the obvious answer. Like, if you're gone, then you're going to be talked about more and you're going to be more popular, you know? Which is kind of sad. But, like, yeah, once someone's gone, everybody wants to be like, oh, I was so close to that person. Exactly. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. So I don't really understand why she was confused. But, I mean, at the same time, I can kind of get it. But it just makes sense that she was more popular after. Yeah. I mean, not, you know, you it makes you question why that is. But I think you're right that it's probably... Somewhat realistic. So um, then they have the scene at the funeral where they all come and say their prayers and you hear all their prayers in their head. And even Heather Duke, uh, Shannon Doherty's character, is like, wow, I, thank you, God. I prayed all this time for Heather to die and you finally listen to my prayer. So like, you know, it's just kind of interesting. 
um, so the next day, uh, um, uh, or wait, the, oh, first they go on the double date, right? Veronica goes on the double date with the second Heather, mm-hmm. Heather uh, Chandler, and uh, they go on this double date with two jocks, and again, basically the jocks are just trying to use the girls for sex, the, and Heather Chandler hooks up with the one jock, and Veronica again says no and like leaves them away, and then um, she finds out that that Kurt told a lie about her. That that um, he did have sex with her, her he, he and his buddy, uh, the other jock, and so um, she and JD come up with this plan. It's sort of is very similar to what happens with Heather. We're like, we're just gonna scare them, but you know, you kind of know that they're not that they're planning something a little more sinister. Well, isn't his plan literally to shoot them? So I don't understand why Veronica was on board with that because like, like. He said, like, yeah, we'll shoot them, but not kill them. Just... He says we're going to use these special bullets yeah, that are going to tranquilize them. Which, I mean, you just, I feel like you just have to be so dumb to believe that. Well, right. <laughs> and he says later on in the, in the, in the, um, movie, he says to her, like, you knew, like, you, you didn't really believe me. Like, you knew yeah, what I was exactly. talking about. Right. So, uh, you don't know, like, what, how much is Veronica sort of on board with this? Um, so yeah, basically they show up, um, and he shoots them. Actually, uh. She well, shoots one of them. Yeah, then one runs away. One runs away, and then he somehow chases him back to the scene of the crime, and she shoots him. Um, so, and then you got the scene with the idiot cops, like they just hide that in the was car, funny. and the I two like cops are scene. like, "Oh, what's going on? Oh, they're making it on the car. Nothing, nothing going on here." Yeah, like everybody, right? Um, uh, and then you have the the then they write the fake suicide notes again, saying these two were gay and they were in love with each other, and uh, it's just you, unbelievable, right? And um, uh, it's a little strange, right? So, but now, now at this point though, TV crews are showing up uh, up at the at the school, high school, yeah. and like now, suicide. There's a hit song on the radio, "Suicide Don't Do It," and suicide is becoming like the hip thing to do now at the school. And you know, Veronica finally starts to realize, like, you know, this we is gotta not, stop. Yeah, yeah, like this isn't going well, right? Um, and uh, uh, she tells JD basically that that they're over. Um, meanwhile, Heather Duke, Shannon Doherty's Heather, takes the red bow, symbolically taking control of the school with Heather Heather's uh, Heather number one's red bow. Um, and she gets this, uh, starts to make this deal with JD, and you don't really know what, what's going on. Um, uh, the next scene, I think Martha Dump Truck decides she's going to commit suicide. Right. Doesn't work. She uh, Yeah, she survives. She yeah. jumps in front of a car and, and it doesn't kill herself, and they say... Uh, and Heather Duke says, uh, you know, typical uh, Martha, Martha Duffer tries to be like the cool kids and she can't do it. Yeah. You know, which is just like so crazy. It's so messed up. So messed up. Right. <laughs> like that's what this movie is so messed up. Yeah, it really is. I, I was shocked the whole way. Like I, crazy, crazy movie. <laughs> There's no other way to put it. Well, and that's why I wanted you to watch it because again, I knew it was like nothing you'd ever really seen before. No, it's, it's the most unique movie I've ever seen. Yeah. So, um, uh, anyway, so, um, I'm trying to think where we go from here. Uh, oh, then they see uh, Heather Chandler. They actually hear her call into a radio show and talk about the fact that she's, um, trying to, uh, thinking of committing suicide. Um, when she's, she, uh, has a conversation with Veronica and I like this line. Veronica says to her, if, if everyone jumped off a bridge, would, would you? you? Yeah. And she goes, yeah, yes. Which again is, I think this what we were talking about earlier on, right? This idea that 
you know, kids are going to do anything right. to, to fit in, right? So it, it, it's I love that she's sort of honest and says, yeah, yeah, I would if everyone did it, right? Anyway, to wrap it up, JD then, the deal he makes with Heather Duke is that he wants her to get everybody to sign this petition. And they sort of lie about what the petition is. It's something about getting a band to come to prom or whatever it may be. Turns out it is a mass suicide note. JD wants everyone in the school to sign it because his then plan is that he's now going to blow up the school. And um, Just an insane ending to an insane movie. <laughs> right, right. And uh, Veronica finds him and... You know, they have... I actually thought the end really sort of dragged for a while. Oh, no, I did in the boiler room or whatever. Yeah, like they go back and forth. And you kind of know that she's going to save the day. So they sort of waste 15 minutes with them going back and forth. Um, Eventually, though, she's uh, she goes outside. JD's got bombs all all strapped to himself. And uh, he winds up killing himself outside the school. And... um, you know, the students rush outside and there's Veronica smoking a cigarette. Like, yeah. And she has Martha Dumchuck the prom, right? She says, uh, yeah, why don't we go like uh, watch a movie or something? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Right, to Martha Dumchuck. And that's how the movie ends. So, you know, just a scathing commentary, I think, on high school culture. Uh, I mean, again, certainly 80s culture, but some of it, as we've talked about, is, is still relevant. It's definitely. There's definitely parts that are relevant and many parts that are not relevant. So it's just crazy to see how these movies age, especially one as crazy as this, you know? I thought visually the movie, I, I thought it still looked good. Again, very the primary colors, the symbolicness of there's sort of this pecking order, red, yellow, green, blue with the girls, right? It definitely did. It definitely meant something. Right, yeah. Right, and, uh, and, and so I thought visually it, it's a very colorful movie. Um, which I think is maybe one of the reasons I, you know, as a kid, I remember watching it again and, and sort of being like you being like, Whoa, like what the heck? This is, yeah. this is not, you know, this is not 16 candles. This is different. Which um, I've never seen 16 candles. Oh really? Well, we'll have to add that to the list here. Um, <laughs> but, uh, you know, it's not a John Hughes movie movie. It's not a Ferris no. Bueller. It's not a, you know, it's no. not one of these movies where everything works out or Cameron Crowe film. Yeah. I love like Cameron say Crow. anything. Right. So like, um, it's uh, it's definitely you know a commentary on that. Although I looked it up, I don't think the writers ever did anything really you know other notable n- notable other than Heather's. But it is interesting that it's stuck in in sort of people's heads enough that they've remade it a couple times. Right, this would not be like an IP that I would have thought would be. Hey, let's remake Heather's. Like I don't know people that have a. a I don't know very many people that have an emotional I, connection. I to this can't movie. believe someone say, "Hey, let's make a." a musical out of Heather's and put it on Broadway. Like that's mind boggling to me. Right. And it feels sort of like, right. I mean, like they have with legally blonde and a lot of some of these other movies, yeah. right. You mm-hmm. know? Um, so it's interesting that Heather's is just sort of the, the next in that line. And so it, is it mean girls? Mean girls is yeah. a musical. Right. So you've got, to me, it's mean girls, legally blonde. Heather's are all these sort of teen high school girl musicals. Yeah. Kind of strange, but you're right. Heather's definitely feels like it doesn't fit in quite like the others. Oh, no, it's definitely the outcast of them. Yeah. For sure. So, um, directed by Daniel Waters. I'm looking at some other stuff that he's directed just to see what else you might recognize. Um, I mean, some movies I've seen. Um, Batman Returns, the Tim Burton movie, is probably the only one. The second Batman, Michael Keaton Batman. They did that? He did that, yeah. Uh-huh. Um, well, he didn't direct it. I guess he was a right. He was... Uh, uh, writer credit on it. Gotcha. Um, okay. Obviously, Bert, Tim Burton directed it. Mm-hmm. Um, so yeah, this looks like maybe his only director 
uh, credit. So yeah, like not something that really launched its creators into, um, you know, some sort of uh, movie career. Yeah, no, not for, not at all. All right. So what do you think? Performances: Christian Slater, Shannon Doherty, Winona Ryder. It does. I think it does have kind of a classic '80s. Some of these classic actors that went on to be big '80s names. Mm-hmm. So that may have helped it with a little bit of staying power. What would you think of the performances, and what would you think of the movie overall? I think um, Christian Slater's and Winona Ryder's performances stuck out the most, definitely. Like, um, they definitely were the best um, cast people on that, I feel like. Because Christian Slater just plays this deranged lunatic, and he's so good at it. And then Winona Ryder just is like has that emotional, like, I don't know how to explain it, but she just played that role so well. No, she—you yeah. she definitely can see the sort of conflict that that she has yeah. going on um, between trying to fit in and also to be herself. In exactly. A lot of ways. So I think you're right about that. You knew Winona Ryder really from Stranger Things. Yeah, I, I only know her from Stranger Things, to be honest. Right. <laughs> I, right. Don't, yeah. I don't. I haven't seen her anything else. Kind of crazy to see her, um, you know, as a teenager. Yeah. Then as a mom and the stranger things yeah right yeah um anyway okay so um well uh, you give me a score one to ten on heathers um like put it in the like seven seven eight seven seven category really okay it's higher than i thought you would say i mean it's definitely i i feel like it just like the message was was really good and the way they executed it was really good and the performance was really good. So I don't see why it wouldn't, but there is like, there's parts that drag like the ending. The ending was a little too much for me too. So, yeah. And I just generally speaking movies where the story is like the same thing happens multiple, you know, it's uh we kill the person, fake suicide note. We kill these guys, fake suicide note. Like, like, you know, you know, it's coming to a head at some point, but I just find that sort of slow. No, I could definitely see that, but yeah. I, I think the performances really stuck out. Yeah, I agree with you on that. Um, last question on Heather's, and then we're going to move on. What, um, what if you were to put this movie in with your friends on movie, like you and your friends are hanging out, and you're like, yeah, let's watch a movie, and you put on Heather's, what's the reaction? Um, I mean, I we probably, like, they probably wouldn't really like it, to be honest. I mean, some of my friends that really like movies would maybe be into it. But then again, I wasn't even that into it in the first three minutes, so I feel like we would just turn it off. Yeah, um, we, uh, that's what I would guess too. Yeah. yeah. Um, okay. Um, let's transition. Talk about a few other things that we've seen. Um, let's see. Where do you want to start? Uh, oh, we, oh, the oh, Marvels, last, right? Yeah. Last movie, last podcast, which was uh, a month ago, uh, and I think we saw the movie like the next night. Yeah, so it's we been did. Been a while now, but. <laughs> We said we were going to see the Marvels. We did. We went to the theater. We did, yeah. Just you and I, right? No one else wanted yeah, to see it. Yeah, just you and me. Which is really sad for me because people who've listened to me on this podcast or podcasts I've done in the past, you know, the Marvel movies for a long time were really a family event for us. Right. Where we would all go, all five of us get excited. Um, and it just is not that anymore. In fact, uh, I don't think your brother had any desire to see it. We talked about that. No, I mean, I don't blame him. I didn't have much of a desire to see it. I guess I. it was right one of the first Marvel movies that I sort of said, come on, Con, we got to go. Right, yeah. All right, so, and I think I actually probably liked it a little bit more than you did. Um, not that I thought it was great by any means, but it was entertaining enough. It was fun. It was, 
Yeah, I don't think it was a well-made movie, but it was entertaining and fun. Why do you say that? A lot of script issues, a lot of plot holes. The villain was not strong at all. The villain was not strong. I so, agree. So, just the writing wasn't great. But there's definitely some fun moments in there. So I think, you know, I thought a lot about this and we've talked, we won't spend too much time on this because we've talked a lot about the Marvel Cinematic Universe on this podcast. I just think, you know, it's hard when you build and you build and you build and you hit Avengers, which is the culmination of 21 movies or something. Yeah, Endgame, right. Right, and 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 you, and you build to this amazing crescendo. It's now hard to go back to oh, there's a superhero or a couple superheroes and a villain and the superhero is going to face some tough odds and eventually beat the villain. It just, it feels very sort of trite and um, it's, you know, I think we're looking for something new, something to make it stand out. And I agree with you. Uh, well, well, spoilers, we don't know if like Monica's all right, right? Isn't she in that like... She's in an, an alternate universe yeah, at the end. Yeah, something. Right. Um, oh, right. Yeah. Right. So we I guess she is okay. Right. We saw that she went into this alternate universe at the end, um, which is, again, I think the uh, foreshadowing, of course, for Deadpool and what's coming with Marvel Universe. But I think that's exactly the problem. The The post credit scene moves the Marvel Universe along better than anything that happens in the whole movie. That's the thing. That's what they're doing now. The post credit scenes always move forward and the movies don't. Yeah, but but I would argue that maybe that's how it used to be. Like they didn't find Thor's hammer until the end of Iron but Man there, too, right? That was just phase. Maybe, it was, maybe it was. Maybe it was. Although I, I, I'll go back to what I said. I think it's a different world than it was back then, twenty years right, ago. Right, because we've we hadn't seen any of these heroes. Right, and we haven't seen these that types of movie executed as well. As Marvel executed it early on, and it'd be one of these movies were actually good, but they're just not. Like the only good. Solo movie with Shang-Chi. I don't know. See, that's what I mean. I don't know that Marvel's was a bad movie. I think it was a typical... It's nothing compared to Cap, the first Avenger, or the first Iron Man. I I wonder Maybe if that's your perspective. Than... Of you know, Again, when those movies came out, you had never seen anything like them. Now we've seen 30 movies like it. Well, I wasn't even alive when those movies came out. I mean, I was alive, but I wasn't like old right. enough to really watch What was it. the first one you saw in the theater? The first Avengers. Yeah, right. And you were like three years old. Yeah. Yeah. Well, 2012, I was five. Yeah, people were like, you're taking Connor yeah. to see that? I'm like, he's good. He's five. He's good. No. Well, you were. I mean, if it were some other five, it was maybe not have. But I knew <laughs> you, you. You know, you were, you know, when it came to movies, you were 100% in on all that stuff. I was. Yep. But point is, um, I think that uh, Captain Marvel suffers from the fact that we've just seen just about everything that Captain Marvel does before. I mean, they tried that weird musical sequence. Didn't really work. I, <laughs> I mean, I, I just don't even understand how that like got passed in the writing room. Like, yeah, let's make a world where it's a musical world. All right, cool. And I wanted to like that part. I was like, oh, this is kind of fun. Let's yeah. see where it goes. And it just uh, it kind of fell. It flat. didn't really go anywhere. They should have had. Maybe I'm wrong, but they didn't even have like a huge musical number, did they? Not a huge one, no. Like, they should have had at least one. I mean, Kamala Khan sort of steals the show. She's great. She's really good. Yeah, fun. Especially since she hasn't acted in anything before this. But I think that's what makes her good is that sort of innocent, um, you know, wide-eyed attitude that she brings. But you could tell she's just excited to be there on yeah, the set. Yeah, she's so. just excited to be there, exactly. Right. All right, so that's the Marvels. Uh, one to ten, what would you give the Marvels? Like um, six, seven, six, eight. 
Okay. Yeah, I would have said a six, too. Um, all right. Then we also saw... What was the other movie we saw? Oh, we saw Wonka. Wonka. Which you also didn't really want to see. And I don't really want to see again. <laughs> it's really... This is getting sad for me, because Connor is <laughs> the one that used to drag me out to all these movies. I'm like, come on, let's go see Wonka. Yeah, I, I did. I To be honest... I saw it got good reviews and I was really optimistic because I'm a musical guy and it's a musical with Timothy Chalamet who I really like and I really like Willy Wonka. So I was intrigued for sure. And then I love Timothy Chalamet as Wonka. You did nothing wrong. It just, I did not, I didn't think the story was that good or needed to be told. I didn't think, like it feels like the movie was almost made as a cash grab. Like the idea Well, most it, movies are made to make money. I mean, if you really want to go to that, I guess, but like, I mean, no, I hear you. They should have done like, you could have done like a hat. I don't know. I feel like it was a wasted opportunity for a Wonka prequel to have nothing that really correlates to the original movie other than. Yeah. I mean, if you're going to do a Wonka prequel, take me to where he finds the Oompa Loompas, I guess, or give me some, how he, I mean, they talked a little bit about the chocolate, but not a lot. I agree with you. Maybe, I mean, you know, it was throw in, a bucket ancestor in there, like Charlie Bucket's like grandfather. Don't you think something. that would have been that would have been re- re- cool? I think that would have been cool. Yeah, that would have been a little forced, don't you think? Kind of like Chewbacca in the Star Wars prequels. No, it would have been cool because like, like, like it just would have been a connection. Like, yeah, because like Charlie found that ticket like in that store. Like, I feel like somehow Wonka wanted him to find it. You know, so I feel like if we like saw that like. He got that connection with a bucket from like the past. Like I th- think that would have been a really cool idea. And actually, in the Johnny Depp movie, doesn't one of the grandfathers work in the chocolate factory? Yes. Yeah. 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 See, I, I remember. I, I only saw that. I don't even think I've seen that whole movie, the Johnny Depp one. It's weird. It's Tim Burton. Yeah. Yeah. Um. Look, I when we sat in the theater, it was an enjoyable enough. Again, looked beautiful. Some of the songs were pretty good. Very I'll say well that. shot. Yeah, the music is not bad, but I agree with you. The story is very blah. Yeah, it w- it was slow. It was very slow too. Like nothing. I feel like it took a while to get to the point, and then the the like third act wasn't even that good. Either. All right, so I feel like we've been very negative today. So do, we tell, have. So what is something you've seen recently that you've liked? Well, we were talking Survivor ended, and I really liked that Survivor season forty five. Yep. 45. Yeah, I I thought that was obviously. I'm going back to negative here, but obviously it's not going to touch like the OG seasons, but out of the new seasons, it was definitely the best. Yeah. Um, love Survivor still. Uh, I will say the new, yeah, the, what do they call it? The, the new, new era. era. The new era of Survivor's been lackluster. I would say this season was probably the best of the of the post-40 oh, seasons. 1,000% the best. Yeah, probably the best of the post-40 seasons. Um, I did enjoy it. it. You know, it's definitely not the same show as it was, but it, it, listen, it's on season 45. It's got to change and evolve. Um, so I did enjoy, uh, enjoy that one as well. Glad it was definitely good. Uh, I'm also watching the new Percy Jackson show, which I love. Oh, I really? It, I think it's great. Yeah. I got to watch that one. I think it's really good. I liked the movie and I, all the like book lovers, like didn't really like the movies, but like they're loving the show, which makes me like, did you like happy. the books? You read the books. I read like a book or two and I thought yeah. I never really got into them, but I was always I don't know why, because I've always been intrigued by Percy Jackson, to be honest. Like, it's a I cool it's story, a really the way to cool use story. them. It's one of those Mythology. stories. Yeah. One of those things you would think, like, God, why didn't I think of that first? Like, it's very simple to just use the mythology in modern day times. It's, it's yeah, well done. Yeah, and the 
Yeah, I think the show's really good. I mean, I'm not. There's four episodes in right now. There's four out, so I'm excited for the next one. All right, good, good, good. Um, any movies coming out, Con, that we need to be aware of? Well, the only Marvel coming out this year is Deadpool three. I'm excited for that. And what about um? Doesn't Echo start actually today? Oh yeah, but I'm. I don't think I'm gonna watch that. You're not gonna watch unless Echo? it gets good reviews. I have no desire to watch. Wow, it. you're not even Connor checking. Out. I remember in the early episodes of this podcast, you're like, I watch anything Marvel. It's my Star Wars. I do remember that. <laughs> but Echo is just so not intriguing to me. It's crazy. Like, I, I'm actually intrigued because I love. Well, I know Daredevil's in it, so maybe, maybe I'll watch. And it. I liked Hawkeye. Hawkeye was great. Oh, Hawkeye was really good. Actually, if Hawkeye's in this, I might have to. Is watch Hawkeye it. in it? I don't know. Maybe uh, he'll make a surprise cameo. No, I mean the girl Hawkeye. Oh, or if she's in it, maybe I'll watch it. I liked her too. Yeah, I thought the Hawkeye that Hawkeye series was great. So okay, um, we will have more. All right, let's see. Okay, movie for next time. Our big episode ten. Do I think any, I know what it is. You have any requests? Isn't it the Goonies? The Goonies is what I was thinking. Okay. I'm, I'm down for that. You like the Goonies. I love the Goonies. But when's the last time you watched the Goonies? Like fully? Yeah. Probably been a while. No, I feel like we watched it like not maybe like three years ago. Yeah. Two. Okay. All right. So we're going to go with the Goonies episode 10. If you have any questions, thoughts, uh, or anything, uh, comments on the movie you would like us to talk about or uh, keep an eye out for when we watch, please send them in. You can come chat with us at our Facebook page. Uh, at my father before me podcast or you can uh, send us email at before me podcast at gmail.com and any questions or comments you have for connor he's happy to answer them i'm right here (laughs) um okay great anything else you want to talk about con Nah, are we gonna do the movie thing oh i almost forgot how could i forget yeah we got to do the pick connor's uh a random number and and go on connor's movie list i can't we can't end an episode without doing that let's do it then yeah you want to pick the number all right, pick a number between one and a hundred. Sixty. Movie number sixty. I have. Have you ever seen Prisoners with Hugh Jackman and uh, Jake Gyllenhaal? I don't think I have. How have you not seen that? That's my sixtieth favorite movie. Of That's time. your sixtieth movie. It's a great movie. Prisoners. It's a great mystery. What's it about? It's about Hugh Jackman's kids go missing. Uh huh. And uh, basically, like, they have no idea where he went. So they hired this detective, Jake Gyllenhaal, to find them. And it's like, I mean, that's just the basic. And then, like, Hugh Jackman, like, well, I, I feel like anything I say more will just spoil. Oh, I don't spoil it. Spoil it. Yeah. Don't spoil it. But you would definitely but it's like a, it. But it's it's you're trying to solve the mystery kind of thing? Yeah, and, and like, just how it unravels is great. And so is it one of those Amazing movies, acting. Is, amazing is acting. Is it one of those movies that in the first five minutes I'll tell you who took the kids? Well, mm, no, because I don't think you'll meet. I don't think you meet them. Oh, okay. so, yeah. <laughs> Connor gets mad because I usually solve a lot of these. Well, movies. no, it's that. De- yeah, it's someone you see, so you might be able to. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. All right. Good. Maybe we'll check it. All right. Prisoners number. Mom's six. seen it. Yeah, it was. You must have seen that with mom. I never saw it. It's great. Chris has seen it too. Oh, okay. Yeah. Everybody but I me. I guess you're the only one. Yeah. Chris, one thing we should say too. Um, Chris. Your brother, uh, while he was home from college over the holiday break, he watched the Indiana Jones movie, the he new did, one, for the first and time. And he hated it. <laughs> he did not like the new one. So then he, we watched all of the original Indiana Jones movies with him. And, um, you know, I don't know. I probably haven't watched them in a while. It's just so much fun. They're Cla- the best. Classics for a They're reason. They're the best. Yeah. Uh, Love those movies. We talked about the, um, the, the new, new one. one on here. 
I mean, maybe we, lo- I mean, we didn't love it, but maybe we liked it because we saw it in the theater. Yeah, I enjoy, I think yeah. we said at the time, anytime I hear that John Williams score and Harrison Ford's out exactly. there in the hat and the whip. I don't think it's bad by any means. I yeah, it it's, was, it's entertaining. Yeah. You know, I told you I didn't like the end, but. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway. Okay. Um, I think we can wrap it up. Con, anything else you'd like to say? No, I think that's it. All right, everyone, thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time on My Father Before Me. When I was just a little girl, I asked my mother, what will I be? Will I be pretty? Will I be rich? Here's what she said to me. Hey, said said whatever will be, will be. The future's not ours to see. Que sera, sera.